Hi again, everybody. This is Stuart Gandalf with Healthcare Success doing our Shizmed podcast. And uh, today uh, we are going to be interviewing Diane Lang, who is manager of social media for Nationwide Children's Hospital in Columbus, Ohio. She's actually just, I believe, completed your talk. Is that correct, Diane? I have. Yes. Yes. It went really Excellent. well. So her uh, <laughs> session was teaching social, why understanding social media's usage and impact is important for every employee. So welcome, Diane. Glad to have you along. Today, we're talking about your talk um, and social media. And, you know, one of the things we write about a lot when we're doing our blog, and we talk about how powerful social media is and how sometimes marketers get even too excited for what it can and can't do. It sounds like you had a terrific session, and uh, some of the objectives you had for your discussion were talking about building the curriculum so it fits with every employee, how to get buy-in, how social media can elevate your brand. I guess, first of all, why don't we talk about your role at Children's? And, um, you know, kind of like your primary job functions, just so our listeners have a chance to kind of know who you are and what you do. I am the senior manager for social media at Children. We have a mighty team of two people who oversee this curriculum that I I talked about today, which is a complete workforce social media curriculum training over 13,000 people on um, advocacy, professionalism, awareness, and compliance. In addition to that, of course, we manage all of the proactive marketing messaging that goes out, whether it's for revenue or reputation. We also handle all of the reactive social media marketing, so everything that comes in for customer service, reputation management reviews. I also manage the hospital blog, so the consumer-facing blog. Um, We have content that goes up on that two to three times a week, which feeds a lot of our social channels. And then we have some governance over the additional users of social, so some of the service line pages and groups, and then also we work a lot with our physicians and clinicians one-on-one who may have affiliated accounts with the hospital. Let's talk about your speech today. Kind of what was the impetus? What made you think it would be a great speech for everybody? I think that it's really important that everyone have a social media policy, obviously. I think that that is top of mind for most organizations. We have to have a social media policy, but what do you do beyond handing out that legal size, double-sided, single-spaced piece of paper that your new hire gets in their folder with everything else? What are we doing to continue that education? Because what we were finding was people really weren't reading it. Uh, they were stashing it away with all of those other papers, and people were making mistakes. I mean, people were not only making mistakes in social media, but also completely unaware of the way that our consumers are using the tool and where they go to complain and the things that they might say if they have an issue with patient care. So we wanted to educate them on that as well. The idea came from from a, a viral incident that was unfavorable for the hospital. And what could we do to learn from that and and educate our staff in a much much better way? So it was it was a big idea to to take on the complete workforce, and that includes everyone from the CEO all the way down to every new hire. Yeah, oh, that totally makes sense for a big organization. I remember. 
A couple of years ago, somebody took a picture of all the bloody bandages and so forth after a surgery at a hospital and then went ahead and po yeah. posted that, which is obviously a nightmare and just completely inappropriate with the reputation the hospital is trying to make. Um, so right. do you and have... We use, we use content like that, too, to, to make our point. You know, like, here's what you don't do. And we can, we can show them case studies. We use unique ways to teach the curriculum instead of just handing them that policy. Uh, that totally makes sense. Well, it's funny. I can see how with new employees, exactly. They're excited. They've got a new job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Social media, yeah, yeah, yeah. And off and running without fully understanding it. At Children's, the physicians they're employed, or are they admitting or both? So, Let's start with the physicians. A lot of times I hear from people in your role from hospitals that the physicians all want to do their own thing and there's no real plan or coordination. Is that an issue? And was, were they? And how would you work with the physicians to help educate them on what they could and couldn't do and should and shouldn't do? So we already had quite a few physicians who were using social media, and they were doing it pretty well. So I had good examples of what you should do. Um, and then I had a couple of examples of things that you should not do, like look at what this particular resident might be saying. This is not turning out very well for the hospital. Here's an example of how you can increase your referrals. Here's what you do if you want to increase trolling, <laughs> which is not necessarily a good thing. I was fortunate that I already had the case study and I didn't have to really reinvent the wheel there. So the rank and file employees who may or may not have ever heard of HIPAA, how did you reach them and how did you explain you know, some of the things you can and can't do? So for, for new, new hires, um, for some of our staff who we needed to just reintroduce the policy to, we developed all different ways to reach them. So we, we do some departmental meetings. We have um, an intranet module that managers have to take annually so that hopefully they disseminate the information that's in the policy. And we came up with really unique ways like infographics and um, podcasts and different ways to reach people where they are. We have lunch and learn, just lo lots of different ways. Whatever is easiest for the individual, it's really not mandatory other than the manager's module on the internet and the new hire orientation, everything else people are opting into. But it turns out that what we thought was going to have to focus on protection and reputation management has really turned into how can I advocate for the hospital? How can I be a social media master and do it in a compliant way? It's just constant reminders of what is and what is not allowed. Like you are not allowed to friend a patient. You have to make sure you have a signed HIPAA consent form, just things like that, just constant reminders for them. And you are children, you're children, so you have minors as well, which probably makes it even more complicated, right? Absolutely, yes, for sure. And that's part of also that's part of what I talked about today. You know, when we had to go get this curriculum approved, we talked about all the things that we were doing and we were doing really well and the risk assessments that we were doing. And one of those is like, what channels do we use? Well, we're not going to use Snapchat because we have pediatric patients and we don't want our 13-year-old patient necessarily sending us a Snapchat. We take all of those things into account and it was very helpful in getting the curriculum approved. So did you look through your social media policy? I mean, I'm assuming you had an attorney look at it too and revise oh, that yeah. prior to starting this? And then did you get the uh, we, uh, legal, legal input on the um, curriculum as well? We did get legal approval before we launched the curriculum, but the social media policy had just recently been revised. So we didn't really have to have them look at that again before we 
launched the curriculum. So how were you able to scale this? You have a lot of employees. What were the, You've mentioned a number of things you did. I don't, you did mention video, which I thought was interesting. So I guess there's two questions there. Have, do you use video as part of this, and how did you scale everything? We have not used video yet, um, but we have talked about ways that we could integrate it. Really, we like to keep it current, so it means changing up the presentation quite frequently so that things that people may have seen in social media are top of mind, and they think, I don't want to make that same mistake. So we do change that quite often. Again, there are only two of us on the team. We uh, yeah. <laughs> employee orientation. And you, have, and you have plenty to do, uh, yeah. Yeah, yep. we take turns every other Monday. And, and she's on maternity leave right now. Too. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So it's, it's been busy. But, um, yeah, we just take turns every other week going in and speaking to new hires. And then, again, having things kind of trickle down. We, we've worked a lot with our Center for Faculty Development in helping get positions engaged and and then that kind of trickles down through each department and section. And, you know, then we do a lot of meetings with, with, with each of those departments or, or sections. Were there any surprising moments throughout this process, either for you or for employees, of things you can't, can't do or things as they developed? Any surprises? No, I think the biggest surprise, honestly, was getting the curriculum approved in the first place. <laughs> I think that at the time that I came in, we had leadership who was very nervous about social media and really didn't even want for the hospital to be using it, let alone saying it's okay if our staff members share our content and our advocates. So that I think was the biggest surprise was actually getting approved. And then I was like, oh no, what have I done? (laughs) (laughs) I I got this approved and now I've got 13,000 people to train. But we've taken an approach that has has let it spread out enough. You know, the new employee orientation each week is a big one. We've knocked out about 7,000 uh, just through that. And then having the, the Center for Faculty Development behind us and eager to learn more about social and have our physicians be advocates. And then as it's grown, the success that the physicians see with their fellow physicians is instrumental in continuing to teach. Well, it's funny. You mentioned the advocacy, which when you think about it, okay, if you have 13,000 employees, 1% become advocates for the hospital and they're active on social media. It'd be 130 people tweeting, sharing your content. Tell us about that. How did that work out? It's in a really interesting way to leverage your efforts. When, when we launched the curriculum, we had a handful of physicians who were using Twitter, but they have, like I said, seen each other's success on social. A lot of it is comes from the, the hospital blog, so the consumer-facing blog, we are able to reshare that content on social media, and then when, when they share it as individuals or as authors of that content, it helps spread the message so much more. For example, our highest-ranking page views on any blog post was about a Netflix series on suicide, and it was written by one of our suicide prevention coordinators, and he had just started on Twitter, but his reach on social took that blog post and got him some national speaking engagements. It got him earned media with CNN and USA Today. Really, really helped spread his message. And when when you work in something like suicide prevention and you see your message spreading across the country like that, really making a difference, um, it, it can't help but trickle down through the other physicians in the hospital. Very good. You mentioned about this effort improving the uh, hospital's brand. How did that happen? I think it comes down to the individual. So we had a lot of service lines who were using social. We weren't seeing a lot of success 
with those individual service line promoting content, but as individuals, we see uh, clinicians stepping forward really as thought leaders. That can only help us. That can only increase our reputation. And we know that people are looking online for healthcare information. I think we did a local consumer survey a few years ago that showed about 84% of the people in the zip codes around the hospital said they were looking for healthcare information online. And we know there's so much misinformation online. So being able to disseminate that message means a lot to them. And they do a really good job of it. Any other major takeaways you had for your audience that you think our audience should be aware of? I think that we have learned that through the course of this curriculum, that instead of the service line sharing, having an individual share does a lot more for our reach and our engagement. So I think that's a really big takeaway. That's something that we have learned through the course of this. And that we have to continue the education constantly. This is not something that we can let people forget or we cannot rest on our laurels. We have to continue to reintroduce the social media policy to staff members over and over so that it is top of mind because everyone is using it. I asked people in the room today you know, to raise their hands if they had used social media in the last 24 hours, and everyone raised their hands. We know that it's only going to trend upward. We have to keep reminding our workforce how important it is. I can see why the individuals get more traction. When you're trying to promote for a service line, it can turn out to be just sort of health news, but when you take an individual, then it suddenly becomes human. And that's what often, you know, human beings get traction, not generic information. I appreciate your time today. That was a lot of fun. Some great tips there on social media. And I think that was a great way to end it.